Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. She is the crown jewel of the KMOX News Department. A female journalist of extraordinary talent and capacity. The likes of Leslie Stahl, Katie Couric, yes, even Connie Chung, cannot compare to our own Maria Kina, who has graced the newsroom here at KMOX for these past couple of years. <laughs> How many years? 16. These past 16 years. <laughs> but she is a hidden jewel as well. She is the leader of the Knights of Swing, one of the last big bands still performing actively in the St. Louis area. She's a woman of many talents who, once upon a time, was going to be a pediatric nurse. Yes, she joins us now, as she does every Monday at this time. Please welcome Maria Kina. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Doug Boschert is with me tonight, sitting in for Michael Kelly. You? Many people Maria, are... Does he call you Doug all the time, too, or not? <laughs> did I just call you Doug? Yes, you did. My father's name was Paul, and then this is Paul Boschert. I was going to say. I've got a mental block. Uh, but Paul Boschert, many have compared to Lou Gehrig uh, because, you know, Wally Pipp got injured, mm -hmm. and Lou Gehrig came in and played 2,130 games straight. Michael Kelly is out tonight, and ah. here is Paul Boschert, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig. Paul, welcome aboard. Thank you very much. And if Gabriel. I call you Doug again, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Maria Kina. <laughs> yes. Call him Maria Kina. There you go. There you was go. that Malaguena you were playing there with that the, the Kenton band? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Malaguena, one of the great Stan Kenton tunes yes. from back in the day. I understand Stan Kenton is one of your favorites. He is. What is it about his music? The dissidents. Dissidents of it, the... Um, <laughs> you, you have a lot of interpretation. You can interpretate a lot of his music. You can. Yes. And, and if you listen, if you ever listen to City of Glass uh -huh. by Kenton, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. It, the, the strangest thing in the world, straight standard song, You Go to My Head. June Christie comes on, sings it straight, and the band, I don't know what they're doing behind her. It's just all over the place because it was it was Kenton when he was being very innovative with almost, jazz and experimenting. Almost a forerunner of what became bebop music in the 1950s. At, exactly. And, I mean, he kept on going ahead and improvising and changing as the times went along. Because, you know, he played into the 70s. The band did. Um, he was touring a lot of college campuses and... I even know a couple of guys who played with them at that time. So the pieces that the Knights of Swing do, mm -hmm. are you using orchestrations that were done 
in the period, or are you orchestrating a new or a little of both? No, it's it's the actual arrangements. You buy the actual arrangements. So, um, you know, a lot of that stuff went to North Texas State, and Bill Holman is one of the composers that used to do a lot of composing yeah. for Kenton. So he's re reissuing a lot of those. Charts. And did most of the big bands did they? have an arranger on staff or did they hire it out? Was it one of the band members or how was that done? A lot of times it was the band members. You know, like we talked about Tommy Dorsey last time. Cy Oliver did a lot of arranging for Tommy Dorsey. So uh, a lot of times it was just the guys in the band. And then they did have staff arrangers. Neil Hefty for Count Basie. For instance. Oh, I still buy his bags to this day. Exactly. They're in a hefty bag. Yeah. Frank Foster for the Basie band. I mean, so, yes, there were the musicians in the band that did arranging, too. Yeah. Now, Basie uh, is one of my favorites. And, and Me, too. What I like about Basie, he's a pianist, first. I know mm. I'm a pianist, so yeah. I can relate to that. But he is a minimalist on the piano. Oh, without a, a doubt. Pop, pop. I mean, he, he's not he's not doing flashy runs. Mm-mm. He's not, you know, he's not Art Tatum or something. I mean, he's just... But but he adds an element there that you just don't really get out of the piano with many of the big bands. Everything. I mean, that that simplicity that he had is just what made that band so incredible. That and their use of dynamics. Mm. How quiet they could get, and then they just come along, and then they just blow you away. And also, you know that little blink, blink, blink? Yeah, yeah. So that means Count Basie, uh, because he used to do that at the end of his songs. So... Wow, it, yeah, that's very cool. Well, of course, their signature piece was was one o'clock jump mm-hmm. uh, that they did, and but so many great hits. I'm thinking about Little Darling, which was a tremendous piece of music. Yes, Shiny Stockings. Do you remember oh, Girl yeah. Talk? Yeah, Girl Talk's another great one. Neil Hefty arranged that one. That was a really really nice chart. We've got that too. Did I play that for you that day too? I can't remember because I was I went to see the Knights of Swing, Paul. Yeah. And uh, they were performing, and it was quite. Right, Paul, are you a music aficionado? I like to sing. I'm in my, oh. my church choir, things uh-huh. like that. But as far as big band or anything like that, I, that's I'm getting educated by you two here right now, and I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, uh-huh. there you go. What do you sing? What What do you like to sing? I, really, I like church music. Are I, you a, I, Are you a tenor? Or are you? Yeah, a... my dad was a tenor. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and he was uh-huh. a, a popular singer back in St. Charles back in his day. He used to sing at the weddings. Two really? or three weddings a weekend. I mean, he would do that, and then uh, uh, little got, uh, little Ave Maria. Oh yes, yeah. Uh-huh. My dad, our father, uh-huh. yeah. uh, he could do those Star Spangled Banner anytime they needed that for any kind. You of know who sang the our, our Father at my wedding? Who? John Ashcroft. Oh my goodness! Really? Yes. really? Yeah, yeah. It was either that or Let the Eagle Soar, and we picked uh, Our Father, which I would say the, Our yeah, Father. Good choice. Yes. Yeah, it was a yeah. good choice. <laughs> you know the national anthem. That I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. That's tough, a tough, tough song. Piece. Tough piece. Yeah. Tough to sing. Yeah, no question about it. And it was an old beer drinking song. Um, the the melody was really yeah. 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 And Francis Scott Key uh, put the words to it, but it was an old English beer drinking song, and that's our national anthem. I'll be darned. My dad got the opportunity to sing when the old spirits of St. Louis basketball oh, yes. franchise came into town. They had my dad sing the national anthem down there, and uh, I'll never forget it. I was down there watching, and Bob Costas was doing the game, got up out of his seat, walked over, and shook my dad's hand that oh, night my after goodness. he sang. So, wow. Yeah, that was kind of a, and that was when Bob was just getting started. Yeah, a young business. kid. Yeah, so I, I, I look back at that. Well, he was the play-by-play voice of the Spirits, and I used to listen to those games when mm-hmm. I was a little kid. I, yeah. I loved the Spirits. And, of course, 
a lot of characters on that team. Do you remember Maria? Do you remember moving Marvin Barnes? No. Well, Marvin Barnes was on that team. He was a forward. You you remember him, Paul? Yeah, I remember him. He went to Providence. I guess he was a six eleven kid on campus, and I believe he had a little run in with the law. There. Yeah, he had a, had a pretty rough life. Uh-uh. Uh, I think he's no longer with us. But he was a very colorful character, and I remember the the team. They flew commercial. They mm-hmm. you know they didn't have a charter flight in the American Basketball Association, so they had a game in Louisville. Uh, against the Kentucky Colonels, uh, one of the ABA teams, and they're in Louisville, and uh, and they're getting ready to fly back to St. Louis. Well, Louisville uh, is in the Eastern Time Zone, and so <laughs> they get they get uh, they're handing out the tickets to all the players to get on the tickets, and, and Marvin Barnes says, "I ain't doing this," and I said, "What?" He said, "Look at this," he said it leaves at nine oh seven. And it returns at 8.48. I ain't getting on no damn time machine. <laughs> and he refused to get on the flight from Louisville to St. Louis. So oh, my that was, gosh. That was the spirits of St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Any gigs coming up, Maria? Uh, nothing Nothing commercial. I, You know, nothing oh. public. So do you guys practice regularly? We though? do, yeah. Oh. We do in my, in my basement. Uh, we usually twice a week, sometimes more. How many pieces? 16. In your basement, we're very, we're very close. Wow, <laughs> down there, it's very toasty. <laughs> wow, and that's quite a commitment for those musicians. It is, but I, I think you know they all love it. Um, like I have a band director, Lindsay Riley, who's in there, who's teaching high school kids now. Yeah. Um. So what's good, and we talked about this before. What's good about the band is we've got young people coming in, and and you have to have keep it going that way. And it's good to see that they like the music. Yeah. So. And you are the singer. You're the, uh, uh, who were the big, big band singers uh, in the 40s? Oh, my gosh. The females. Well, let's, well, of course, you can't go without saying Ella Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. Right. Sarah Vaughan. Yeah. Uh, Doris Day had a beautiful voice. Is that right? Oh I did my. not realize Oh, that my Doris God. Day. You know who she sang with? No. She start, started with Benny Goodman. Wow. I did oh, my not gosh. Know that. Beautiful voice. Que sera, sera. Whatever will that, be. Right. Is, is that came later. Be. Yeah. That's right. Um, who oh. else? Let's see. You had, uh, oh, my gosh, Helen Forrest, Helen O'Connell. You, you, The ladies were just, there was a plethora of ladies. Yeah. You had some male singers, but not on the order like you did the girl singers. Well, Sinatra was there. He was right when he started with Harry James yeah. and then went on with Dorsey. Do you do you model yourself after any particular singer, or do you just kind of have your own style? I love Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday sings the blues. And I don't have very many. I don't have a whole lot of range, as yeah. you might figure from the, the timbre of my voice. Well, you're perfect for voice to deliver <laughs> the news. I mean, there's nobody I'd rather hear about three people getting killed on the north side from than oh Maria Kita. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, Billie Holiday... I, you know, I don't have the chops to, to be like an Ella because Ella was all oh, over the place because well, she sang like an instrument. Yeah. You know, yeah. she could sing the part of an instrument. Yeah. Um, so I don't have that. Nor Sarah Vaughn. Um, Joe Stafford, that was another one that was in the stratosphere. Um, Doris Day, sometimes I could sing a lot like Sentimental Journey because that was her yeah. big hit with Benny, with uh, um, Les Brown. Cause yeah. she oh, was the band of uh, Renown. Renown, mm-hmm. Les Brown. That's who Doris sang with. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going on too much. About no, that. this is great because we've just taken a sentimental <laughs> journey, and uh, we all always appreciate our visits with Maria Kina every Monday night at this time. When we come back, it's What's Trending.
Braxton Payne is going to join us. Another regular feature of Hancock and Kelly. Paul Boschert is in with us this evening, taking the place <laughs> of Michael Kelly. Maria, thank you so much. We'll hear your newscast at 10 o'clock. Welcome back after just a short break here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a little black spot on the sun today. Ah, yes, the king of pain. It is that time once again, ladies and gentlemen. John Hancock joined by Paul Boschert here in the studio, Michael Kelly's brother-in-law, but more importantly, the athletic director at Duchesne High School in St. Charles County. He's been all over athletics in St. Charles County for many years. And, Paul, welcome aboard. So glad to have you tonight. Thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be with you as well. And this is our segment called What's Trending. Braxton Payne is joining us as he always does. Braxton, what is trending? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening How are you guys doing this evening? Great. John's a little bad. He lost his cell phone. He can't find it. Yeah, I left my cell phone at home. He's struggling. So did, had, you, did you ever hear the about the time he left it? Yeah, know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell that I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. that story later this hour, Braxton. Okay, I, I won't spoil it. Thank it's, you. Let's just say stay tuned because it, it is a great story, and I still don't understand. In 2022 is when you did this. Yeah. How you could even you know that that's neither here nor there yeah. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So. So a couple things of uh, what's trending. First off, before we get started on that, uh, you know, I have an eight-month-old. And this morning, after a lovely late game for City uh, oh, yeah. SC when we lost you know, 4 Were to you 1. Were there? I was, and oh. it was cold. Oh. Uh, that, this is one of my topics, so we can just go right into it, All late right. games. Uh, first off, late games should be banned. I mean, anything past 7 o'clock is now, you didn't take you didn't take Gia to the game, did you? No, Gia. Gia was uh, long asleep. You know, her bedtime seven o'clock. Oh yeah. You know, we're actually so trying John to push it back. You know, daylight <laughs> savings time. So uh, we're trying to push it back to eight. You know, so uh-huh. because of daylight savings time this weekend. But uh, no, we, I went to the game. You know, kickoff was nine ten. Um, by the time I got home, it was a little after twelve thirty. Oh. 
uh, in the morning. Uh, yes. And it was rainy. It was miserable. It was cold. So by the time I got to sleep, you know, you obviously got to change, shower, you know, get everything, you know, get, get into bed. It was about 1.30 this morning, and, oh. and lovely, lovely Gia decided to wake up at 5.15 this morning. Mm. Uh, so I've been up since then. And, you know, Gia, she's around, you know, she's almost nine months, um, but she hasn't been crawling. And today, this morning, was the day no. that she started to crawl at Good for 7 a.m. this morning. Nice. <laughs> Oh, that's a milestone, brother. Yeah, it, I mean, it was awesome. It was cool. It was great. Uh, let's just say after uh, a couple of beers at the game and uh, sleeping four hours, it wasn't the best timing for dad. Um, but, you know, it was it was pretty cool. She's also, she we, are, we have a house here in Benton Park in St. Louis. She went about all the way from the one couch all the way to the dining room, with climbing on things all, you know, before 10 a.m. this morning. So yeah. that was a pretty cool experience. Well, as Karen, as Karen Carpenter would say, we've only just begun. Uh, <laughs> the fun good. begins now, Braxton. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Oh, so how so, about that late start last night? And how about the team? Very disappointed. Yeah, so I think one of the things uh, that I was going into this game that I was concerned about is St. Louis City hasn't played a competitive match, really. I mean, they you know, they clinched uh, – the Western Conference uh, regular season uh, about three and a half weeks ago. My partner Paul uh, made the very same point. Yes, great yeah, minds think so they there, Bryce. A, yeah, they haven't played a competitive game in a while. But my my fear is, is you know they're not great on the road. So they go to Kansas City next weekend, and uh, I hope hopefully they can come back here. But you think about the next games if they do make it through, it's just one game and they're out. So you know if if they if they play like they did last night. Um, you know, that's kind of fearful. But in general, I just think late games should be banned. I mean, even the World Series games, they're starting at 745. You know, I, I just don't understand what we're doing. Like, especially, you know, the, the one of the things I know that Michael loves, I don't know if you guys, I know I know John doesn't share the love for Formula One like we do. Um, but the Formula One race coming up here in a couple of weeks is going to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, and uh, the race normally they're they're like morning races or midday, uh, but they're going to do a night race in Vegas, obviously, so everyone can see the strip and it'll look cool, all that great stuff. But the kickoff for the race doesn't start till one a.m. Eastern time. Ooh, one a.m. Eastern Ooh. Is, is on on Sunday. Ooh. Uh, so Monday morning at one a.m. Eastern will be the will be the time that that starts off. And if you want to grow a sport, same thing with MLS, same thing with Formula One. Uh, you know, baseball's talking about how they've lost viewership, that you don't, you know, I, I just don't understand that we do, you know, you televise games or events past people's bedtimes. I just, I simply don't understand. Were they fearful of the uh, NFL yesterday? Is that one of the reasons why maybe they did late start? Yeah, I mean, you would think that would be the reason, but uh, Salt Lake City, obviously, it's a it's a West Coast uh, time frame. Their game started at 4 p.m. Central, so two o'clock their time. Uh, so there was three games yesterday. There was a, a four o'clock game, a seven o'clock game, and a nine o'clock game. So I just don't understand why the Midwest City got the the nine o'clock one when you know obviously the nine o'clock game our time could have been seven o'clock. 
Salt Lake City time. They could have got that time frame. Yeah, now I, the I weather yesterday. The weather yesterday obviously was an issue. Um, it affected both teams, but it was still an issue. And I'm curious. I'm trying to recollect how bad things were. Was the was the rain worse? Like if that would have been a seven o'clock start, would the rain have been actually worse than it was at nine o'clock? Yeah, so so I got there, I got downtown uh, to the game around, let's say, I think it was like 7.15, and it was a steady rain through halftime, so through about 10 o'clock. It let up a little bit around 10 o'clock, and then it started again, but it was a very heavy, steady rain the entire time. Uh, and unlike baseball, you know, a real sport like soccer, they uh, oh, uh, they play on, through the rain. We're out of time, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Braxton. One thing I saw was the uh, was the field condition last night with all that rain. You know, normally you would see guys slopping and, and knocking up the rain, mm-hmm. and, and, and I didn't see any of that last night. The guys that do the ground crew down there did a remarkable job. Yeah, one of the things that they have, especially at the newer stadiums, is they have a great drainage system. So the entire turf has little holes in it. So and there's like a hollow hollow. It's hollow underneath. So it goes directly right through, and then it you know goes off and and goes into the storms. Now wait a minute now. Um, no, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa. It's hollow mm-hmm. underneath. Now, I'm I'm not the I may not be the lawn and garden expert that say Mike <laughs> Miller is, but if you got grass laying out there, let's just think about this. You got grass out there, and it's grass, right? It's not turf. They're playing on grass. It is grass. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is so grass. you got the grass yeah. laying out there. It's got little holes punched in it. That's great. Fine. And it's hollow underneath. How can that possibly be? If I'm running on the grass and there's hollow underneath, would the grass like collapse into a hole? <laughs> so you think about it. It's about let's say anywhere between four and six inches, and there's obviously the the dirt there. You know, that's a, the probably an inch. Then you have the grass, and then you have a little bit of essentially. Uh, I'm not sure if it's steel, but it's something similar to that. And then it goes. To, down into a drainage system and that's where it goes through and so yes and so there's playing on air essentially at that point i mean it's just beautiful to see um but unlike turf which the turf the problem is is like some of the mls teams do have turf and it keeps the water in puddles because it doesn't have this drainage system and that's why like you see in the world cup they require uh they require grass versus turf um, because of that drainage system. Well, that is just remarkable. And we've all learned something here. I remember the turf at the old Edward Jones Dome. I think it was the last game of the season, uh, the last no Rams game ever, uh, and they had the little fireworks before the game, and the and the end zone <laughs> caught on fire. Remember that? And didn't they bring that turf back out when Mizzou was playing yes. down there a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, and the Battlehawks play on that same <laughs> yeah. stuff. I mean, it was literally on fire. And uh, what are you? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna yeah, do? You can see the best part is when with the Mizzou game a couple of weeks ago. It just looks like the turf has just been run over by semi trucks because you can just like see right through it. Does not look. <laughs> Maybe good they do the tractor all. pulls down there on that turf. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got. I mean, it's not a good look, folks. So I, I mean, do. Reggie Bush got like thirteen million dollars because of that turf and a settlement. So yeah. I mean, so that was not too long ago. That was only two years ago. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, What's trending? Our favorite feature of the week. Braxton Payne has been kind enough to join us with four hours of sleep. Get yourself to bed, Braxton. And congratulations on little Gia crawling around the room. And uh, take her trick or treating probably tomorrow. Oh yeah, what's what's she gonna be? What's what's she gonna be?
Oh, we lost him. We'll, we'll never know. We'll never know what little Gia is going to be on Halloween, but we will know about our grandkids and Halloween traditions. That's Paul Bosher, John Hancock, and it's Hancock and Kelly Late Night. We'll be back after this. St. Louis KMOX, joined by Paul Bosher, my good friend here, who also happens to be Michael Kelly's brother-in-law. Michael Kelly, well, he's out of town, folks. Uh, it happens every now and then with uh, with that guy. He does a lot of traveling, Paul. Oh, it's great. I've, I've traveled with him, yes. as you have. Yeah. And he's just great to be with. First class. First class guy. I, I, nobody better. There's nobody, nobody better. better. Absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Well, tomorrow is Halloween. And it will be my second Halloween as a pawpaw. By the way, are you? Uh, what's your grandparent title? I am Pops. Pops. Uh, yeah, and it's a little story to this. My wife, Colleen, yeah. uh, she was the oldest of all her siblings. Yeah. And they could never say uh, Colleen. They always said Lolleen, Lolly. Lolly. So she's Lolly. She's Lolly. I'm Pops. Oh, so lollipops. That's, oh, that's weird. how perfect yeah. is that? Yeah. So, Georgian, my wife is Greek, so she's Yaya, which is Greek for grandma. And uh, and I'm Papa because I'm not Greek. So, uh, but but my little Tula can say Papa, and she says it, and it just melts your heart, as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you've got four little grandchildren. I have four grandchildren. So what is Halloween? Let's well, let's go back. Yeah. Let's let's take you back to young Polly Boschert. Growing up there in St. Charles, what was a Halloween experience like when you were a wee little lad? Well, you know, we had buddies in the neighborhood. Yeah. We'd all get together and, uh, you know, and, and we'd, we'd hit the neighborhood and, you know, get our bags of candy and all now, that were kind you of stuff. Now, were you a bucket guy or a, or a uh, pillowcase guy? Well, I did the bucket the first year. And of course. You get shortchanged. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to carry that thing. It so, is. So then we went with the pillowcase. Yeah. And that, yeah. You, but you feel like a bandit, you know, or, so, oh. you know, with that, with that case, you know. Now, were you a, were you a multi, so, you know, a lot of times you go to a house. Did you, you ever kind of double dip on the, on the candy as if, a kid? If you got a good candy bar, yeah. yeah. You, you go down the street and then you say, we need to go hit that house again. Oh, yeah. double back. Oh, you, you do. Do you remember your costumes? You know, I, I do cowboys probably uh, yeah. a football player you know I I, I did that, that one year. I did that one year yeah. had my 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 helmet on and stuff like that uh, uh, so I've did a, a few of those probably yeah I How was about a, you? well I was a skunk uh, my first year <laughs> Pepe Le Pew yeah yeah I was a skunk and my sister was the skunk in the school play yeah I'm the youngest so you know it was all everything my view, entire right? life was hand me downs mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I was a skunk to start off I was a football player one year uh, Jim Ray Hart <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> you know I, I ran the gamut and uh, so so here we are and then you have kids and you, you had how many you got you three had girls three girls three wow girls. yes. Wow. And so you would take them out? Is that how that works? That's kind of the way our system was. Uh, Colleen would stay at home, and she would uh, give the candy out to By the, the neighbor way, kids. By the way, Colleen makes <laughs> a knockoff of a White Castle hamburger that is the most incredible ex- eating experience I've ever had in my life. Her sliders? Her sliders. They're amazing. I do contribute to that. Now. Do you? What do you I they, ground the meat. You're the meat that's grinder. That's meat grinder. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, Paul yeah. Boschert, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So you got the, the girls. So you're yes. taking them out when they're little. When they're little. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I draw that. Uh, and I had fun. You know, it was oh, always good. It, it was just fun to take the girls out, whatever they, uh, costumes that they were in, and watch them go up to the door and get their candy. And, and you get to meet your neighbors and yes. you hang out. And then, and then the kids get older and they go out by themselves and now you're now you're putting a fire pit out 
and having all the neighbors over and enjoying the evening, right? Yeah. And when did you release uh, your kids on their own? Just that... Oh, probably 10, 10, 11, yeah. somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. There always comes that line where, Dad, yeah. I don't need you to take me Well, this and year. it's interesting because our neighborhood, my, our kids, they went to, they went to um, Kirk Day School. So we weren't in a, like a neighborhood school district. And so they had friends in the neighborhood, but not that many, you know. Mm-hmm. So by the, when they got older, their friends would come over or they'd go to their friends' neighborhoods and they'd, they'd hit it together like that. Uh, but this will be our first year. So Tula's 19 months old yesterday. So she was, we had Halloween last year, but she didn't, you know, do anything. Uh, so this year she's walking and she's gonna, got a costume that has not been released to the public, including me. So I don't know what she's going to be. But we're going over there tomorrow, and we're going to have Halloween with little Tula. I'm really excited. Oh, you should be. And you and the grandkids? Yes. We uh, we normally head out there. Uh, you know, they're out in Wentzville area, so we, we head out there. Uh, oh, man. It's got to be a ton of young families out there. Well, that's what happened, John. We would, uh, at our house, you know, our neighborhood has all grown up. Right. There's no kids. and. There'd be times that at our house, you know, we turn the light on, you know, about 5.30 when it got dark, and we'd keep it on until 8 or 8.30. And there were some years that uh, we had all kinds of candy left over, and you know who gets to eat that? <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> so we would do that, and it got to a point where, you know, we didn't have many families coming by, and so we went out there. And you're right. When I talked about earlier segment that everybody moved out to Winsville. Yeah. They did. And it's all these little kids, and, man, it's just wall-to-wall kids and uh, our job as the grandparents is to watch the kids get they get their their costumes on and then mom and dad take them out and then we're by the fire pit we usually give out the candy to the other neighbors so do you and colleen still dress up or not so much not so much uh yeah you know when I was younger with the girls, I always dressed up like a football coach. And, oh, well, because uh, you were a football I was, coach. Yeah, I, I'd be coming home from football yeah. practice in October, and I would just take the girls right from there. You got and the I whistle around your neck. Got the whistle around the yeah. neck, yeah, so it worked out good. Well, there you go. And so, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun, and I hope uh, I hope the kids are out tomorrow night. And we're, uh, we're in the same place in our neighborhood. Um, it's starting to get younger. You know, the houses mm-hmm. are turning over, but um, – this year and last year, we're not going to be there. So what we're going to do, this is interesting. We're going to put a bowl of candy out with a sign that says, you know, please take one. And uh, we're going to find out who the law-abiding citizens are. Do you among... have a ring camera, John? Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> They'll be on camera and taking the candy, and we'll see We'll see kind of what happens with all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Is there a uh, Halloween meal? That you have, yes. Traditionally, we get the pizzas. You know, oh. we, we order pizzas for the kids, and we all uh, have the pizzas, eat those, and then it's off to the races and see how many houses the kids can hit to get their candy. Nice. My daughter informed me today, uh, little Mary Catherine. She said that uh, she's going to be making steak and shake style chili tomorrow. Oh, and that sound good? That sounds real good. Yeah, I love steak burgers from steak. I know. Okay. So she's making the chili. So we'll see how that goes. Put a little oyster crackers in there. Maybe a little chili. A little chili. A little cheese ways. on there too. You got a little yes. cheese. Got to have some cheese on there. That's yeah. the only no, way to fly. I agree with you. Well, Halloween traditions are fun, and they change, and life changes, and you age. Well, speaking of aging, we're going to step aside for a minute, Paul Buschert. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, how it seems like the elderly are giving more concerts all the time, and we're going to see them. And I've got a story to share. That's coming your way after this on KMOX. A man who married one of those four Kelly girls, Colleen. 
there are five of them? And I think there's four of them, There's right? five of oh, them. Oh, there's five of there's them. There's five of them. Five of them and Michael. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. It is incredible. You married one of the five Kelly girls. I married the oldest one. Wow. And he's Paul Boschard. He's uh, filling in for Michael Kelly, the traveling man who's uh, out this evening. And Michael is often out uh, going, uh, traveling the globe to see concerts. He uh, loves to go See concerts. He just U2. saw. He just saw you two over in uh, at the what do you call the it? Sphere. Thing? The Sphere yes. in uh, Las Vegas, which apparently was just amazing. Yes. And uh, so, and it dawned on me, Paul, that that we're going increasingly out at our age, especially, but we're going out and seeing live performances done by seventy and eighty year old performers. I don't know that that's ever happened in the history of the country. I mean, I don't think. Benny Goodman was doing concerts in his 80s. Maybe he was. I don't know. But, I mean, you think about the shows that you and I have seen. Oh, we saw together mm-hmm. uh, Neil we Diamond. We saw Neil Diamond. And Neil's probably my favorite. Uh, you can sing to every one of his songs. Every one. Yes. Every one. Yeah. You know, the concerts we've gone to. But uh, uh, he, he just puts on a great show. It's a shame that uh, he's at a position now where he can't do it. But uh, uh, he was my favorite to go to. I saw him three times. And so he's... In his 80s. Uh, you two are all in their 70s, and Michael just went and saw them. A week ago tonight, Yes, which is my favorite band, a progressive rock band from England in the 1970s, they were they were in town. Well, they're in their 70s. Uh, saw several years ago Paul McCartney was here, 70, and he's, what, 80 years old now? Yes, he's Still performing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, is it nostalgia, or what is it that draws us to these things? It's a good question. I, You know, I sit there, I, I cut the grass, you know, and I get tired after 30 minutes trying to yes. cut the grass. And these guys are dancing around a stage for two and a half, three hours. And uh, I was impressed. Uh, another one we saw last year when we went to New York, and we saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden. Oh, what? And he's going to wrap his up this year. That's, I, yeah. It's a shame. But, uh, you know, that guy puts on a performance, too. And, and they just don't sit there at the piano and play and sing. No. They're dancing around the stage. It is. It truly is remarkable. And if you've ever performed, well, and you're an athlete, so you, I mean, that it, it's draining. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, two hours on the radio for me is draining. I get tired walking out to the car. <laughs> uh, but what these guys do on stage is is nothing short of amazing. And then you've got the Rolling Stones are touring. They've got a new album. I mean, this is unbelievable. They must really love what they do to do it at the age that they Because they don't it. need the money at they this They don't. Point. I mean, they're, they're, Keith Richards has been 90. dead for 12 years. <laughs> or whatever. And, and he, you know, he doesn't need the money. Yes. So yeah. they're doing it out of love. It yeah. just has to be. And these guys must all get along well that they want to still be together. Which is rare in the music business yes. for bands to stick together. You'll have a case where a band will get hot and then they'll break up. And maybe they're broken up for a long time, and then they come back together. I'm thinking about, like, the Eagles kind of had that experience. And they were touring until fairly recently as well. Uh, It's just, I don't know, I think it's a real phenomenon. And I love the guys in concerts that you can sing to the songs, and you know every song. Yes. So I've got to tell you about a little experience I had. Uh, So about four years ago, there was a movie called Rocket Man came out. It was a biopic of Elton John. And I took Georgian and we got the popcorn there and we're enjoying the movie. Wonderful movie. He's playing the piano, Elton John. And I came home and, you know, I'm a piano player. So I got online and I'm also obsessive compulsive. So I get online and I start learning Elton John tunes, Rocket Man. I learned uh, Your Song. I learned Tiny Dancer. 
married a music fan. It's kind of, I felt it in my soul, Paul, and I'm, I'm, I'm into this stuff. And now I know the backstory because I've seen the movie. So I'm playing my little Elton John there on the piano. One night we have dinner. I may or may not have had too much wine at the dinner. And I'm sitting in my family room, and I get on my cell phone, which I don't have this evening. And uh, Elton John is coming to St. Louis, it says, for his final tour. And I thought, whoa, tickets are available. <sighs> Elton John. I'm going to see him live. I get online. I'm a little, you know, served. I buy the most ridiculously expensive tickets I've ever bought in my life for anything. I mean, it's a club level, all you can eat, all you can drink. And uh, and I buy them and I put them on my credit card and I go to bed and I wake up the next morning and I think, what the hell did I just do? I tell my wife, I said, sweetheart, I bought tickets. He's coming in 2020. And uh, <clears throat> she said, how much were they? I said, don't worry about that, sweetheart, it's fine. Well, 2020 rolls around, and the pandemic hits. And I said, thank you, Lord. He's going to cancel this concert. I'm going to get my money back. But no, no. They say he's going to come the following year. It's just postponed. I said, all right, well, I'm paying off on the tickets, you know. I'm like, and so, Helton's coming in 21. 21 rolls around. He falls down and cracks his hip back in England. I said, yes. Elton John, he's going to cancel the concert. I'm going to no. He's coming in 2022. Tiny Dancer is coming to St. Louis. Yes. So I said to my wife, the night of the concert comes up, it's raining outside. I said, sweetheart, we paid a lot of money for these tickets. It's all you can eat. It's all you can drink. We are going to go enjoy the time of our lives. We're going to take an Uber. I said, that'd be great. So I call the Uber, and we get in the car, and I put my arm around my wife, and we're driving down Highway 40. And you know, while we're driving, you could, you could, you could count the headlights on the highway as we're driving down in the rain. And the, the taxi, the, the Uber takes us right to the front door there of Enterprise Center. We walk in. Here's my ticket. It's the club level. And we walk up to the club level, and I said... To the attendant, I said, is this one of those buffets where there's a buffet in the back where we go to all you can eat and all you can drink? And by the way, I'll have a cocktail. And he looks at me and he says, what are you talking about? I said, isn't this the club level? He said, yes, but the concession stands are right down there. And I'm thinking, what? Okay, fine. I'm not going to let this ruin my night. So I say to Georgianne, what would you like? She said, I'll have the nachos. So I go down. Elton comes out, he starts singing. Very excited. The nacho line had like 80 people in it. The cheeseburger line had two. So I got a couple of cheeseburgers and a beer. And I go back up, and there's Elton John, and they're not bad seats, you know? I said, I gotta get a picture of this. And I reach in my pocket for my phone. And my coat for my phone. Paul? Don't tell me you left it at home. I left my phone at home. Georgianne left her purse at home, which also had her phone in it. So I'm now listening to Elton John sing, having taken an Uber 
to the concert with absolutely no way of communicating with the outside world. And Elton is singing away, and I'm freaking out. I mean, I've lost my freaking mind. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm lying here, and I don't know what to do. It's just only her and me. Only she can hear me, and he's singing. And so I said softly, i got to get a phone. Slowly I go down, and and I get the phone from the attendant, and I call my son, who doesn't answer. And I leave a voicemail, and I said, son, this is dad. Call this number back. We're down here. I have no way of getting home. I can't call an Uber because I have no phone. I go back up. Elton John comes out. He's singing Rocket Man. I'm cheering. Rocket Man! It's great, you know. I run back down. And my son called. No. So I go back to Georgianne, and she looks at me, and she says, how are we going to get home? And I said, well, we'll take a new... She said, do they have taxis? I said, I don't know. Do they they even have taxis anymore? So I said, let me go look, sweetheart. I go down. There are three taxis in front of the Sabbath Center, or the Enterprise, whatever it is. I come back, and I said, there are three taxis, and Elton is now singing a song I've never heard before in my entire life. (laughs) And she said, well, if we're going to go, we better go now. So we got in the taxi, and we rode home. I heard two songs that night, Rocket Man, and a song I've never heard before in my entire life. The average cost per song that night, Paul, was roughly $837. <laughs> plus the cost of the two cheeseburgers, plus the Uber ride, plus the cab ride home, plus the $150 I had to pay the Uber original Uber driver to bring my phone home the next morning, which he dutifully did at 5.15 a.m., causing my dog to go ballistic, waking me up. From a cold sleep. That was the Elton John concert experience. What a memory, though, John. <sighs> yeah. You and George Ann together, though. There we were, arm in arm in that Uber in the back seat. Well, he was telling us he lived in Soulard when turns out he lived over in Illinois somewhere. He was lying to us <laughs> the whole time. But he did return my cell phone, so that's a good thing. But that's my, uh, so tonight, is this is the first time. I've left my cell phone behind since the Elton John concert. And you made it for the whole two hours. I didn't make it for the whole two hours. But that was uh, the lesson here, Paul, is that uh, never buy tickets after consuming too much wine. That is the lesson here. The moral of the story. Yeah, yeah. Have you you had the most uh, ridiculous expenditure of your life? Sorry, we all have. That was mine. Uh, Can you think of yours? I think one time I, I bought tickets to Michael Jackson, bought the same thing. It was very expensive. Yeah. And I got home and said, what the heck did I do? Well, I called one of the radio stations and had them. Said, I got two free tickets if they want them, and I got my money back. And that was probably the one time that I. Wow. And I kind of regret not going. Well, but, you should have gone because sometimes it's a memory of a lifetime. Yes, it <laughs> is. Go to, I'll never forget the Elton John concert. Well, folks, the best of Glover is just around the corner. Dave Glover and crew. Is this from today, Kyle? Is it the. Yes, it's from today, so it's relatively fresh information here on The Voice of St. Louis. And we've got our American stories coming up uh, after that. Poor Kyle will be here all night. I want to thank Paul Boschert for sitting in. Great job. Enjoyed it. Maria Kina, the King of Pain, Braxton Payne, John Hancock, our sports insider, and the news is next on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.